Hello and welcome to Lord Clark and Friends, episode number 11. How about that toddler? Okay. <laughs> yeah? Missing child one found under the floorboards? Yep. Now, do you have anything to add to this? Uh, I'm not really sure. I didn't hear about so this story. Basically, this little one-year-old baby slash toddler fell out of their crib and... Right. Somehow crawled around and ended up under the floor. <laughs> okay. All right. And that they're definitely vying to become a hide and seek champ. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. How did the kid wind up under the floorboards? That is a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. That's interesting. How does that happen? Yeah. The trick floor? I mean, they get, what, what was his name? David Copperfield? Yeah. He knows how to do that. He can make people disappear. Right. But still, I mean, that's kind of hard for a kid to get under the floorboard. I mean, how do you just wind up under the floorboard? These kids get into everything, but still, I mean, pulling up the floorboards is kind of a little bit odd. Mad skills. The kid's mad got skill. mad skills. And is this a kid we should track because he has these kind of skills? Perhaps. Perhaps. Sounds like a mutant. <laughs> Sounds like a mutant. Mm. Yep. All right. Well, at least, they, you know, they didn't find, like, a shotgun with the kid. You know, <laughs> yeah. off rounds. Yeah, true. A lot of, like, little kids with guns in the news lately. You got an eight-year-old kid blows his head up, head apart with a machine gun. An Uzi, you got yeah. An Uzi, or, or some sort of semi-automatic, at least. Then you got this other kid. He gets a shotgun, kills his dad and his dad's friend. Right. Eight years old. That was the one in Arizona, right? Yeah. And kind of funny, because I was, I was actually spending a bit of time trying to get the background info on that. I got completely distracted and started reading up on, like, uh, on death row inmates and their last dinner and before being executed. And I'm thinking, well, you know, why can't we just execute kids that do stuff like this? Right. I don't know. Uh... Oh, this is the eight-year-old that that was killing his parents? He killed the father, and he killed one of his father's friends. Oh, yeah. I remember, we, yeah. Did we had a conversation. Did, we did. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. And I remember thinking, yeah, an eight-year-old doesn't have enough sense of right and wrong to to be able to um, comprehend what he's truly doing. But yet that this, sounds like an excuse. It is and it isn't. It's, I mean, I'm not really sure what what to think of this. I mean, this kid looks like he did a premeditated crime pretty... Uh, he was pretty premeditated um, doing this crime. Yeah. But yet... Is he really old enough for... I mean, I I don't believe he's old enough that we should try to execute him. 
Um, I think he may be an, uh, a victim of age discrimination. He should be treated equally under the law. Equally under the law. <laughs> True. True. All all things being equal under the law, he should be treated that way. I. My understanding of the law is, though, that at some point we find a child is too young to have a full comprehension of what his actions are. And if you are not able to comprehend your actions, uh, then you cannot be held... I know you cannot be tried for a capital crime. You can be held and tried for the crime, but you can't be incarcerated. You cannot be executed for that crime. Yeah, but then you've got a child who becomes a an unproductive burden on society for at least uh, ten years. Right, if and, not more. And and or the other thing, which is kind of interesting, is. At that point, his records become sealed, and it, he doesn't have a crime. Yeah. Um, now, there are some, you know, will he just commit another crime and something will happen? We don't know. Well, do you um, want to roll the dice? We're going to have to. Why? I, I, these people in Arizona, okay, Arizona, yeah. have a death penalty. They have lethal injection, and they have some really cool last dinner requests. Right. Okay. They've got a good history. And yeah. And yet, we can't just, you know, take the kid and say, you know, we're going to string you up, or, uh, or we're going to give you your lethal injection and bottoms up. Well... Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not like drinking, okay? It's not like you drink something and you're dead. It's, we're going to take your arm, we're going to take a leg, we're going to stick you with, like, a cocktail of <laughs> all sorts of drugs. And you're going to be unconscious, and then, boom, you're gone. Well, I guess the argument here is, are, are we executing somebody who had a full knowledge of what he was doing before he committed the crime? Or was this somebody who, because of his age, does not think clearly enough to be someone we would want to execute um, because they don't have the maturity and thinking to understand that the wrong they have committed. That's the whole question here. I have no qualms with the death penalty. I have no qualms with executing people. Um, yeah. You know, I, the question here is that, and it's the same question for the mentally retarded. I guess is the best way to put it, or the mentally challenged, if you shall. Um, and it's the same question. I just don't know, you know, is that the, you know, are we trying to argue that question, or are we trying to argue that anybody who commits murder who's fully cognizant of what they're doing should be executed? I totally think that if murder is a capital crime in your state, you should be executed for committing premeditated murder. I guess it's just, you know, I can't see putting an eight-year-old child to death. If I may bring up a relevant quote 
Though I do think it needs to be reevaluated at 18 whether he needs to serve more time or not, or have a stronger sentence by his reaction to the incarceration. Yeah. Uh, if to I that may, point. If I may bring up a very relevant quote uh, dating back to uh, 1920s at least, with, uh, by Judge uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes. Okay. The quote was. Three generations of imbeciles is enough. (laughs) There was a time where we actually could decide that, you know, society has had enough of a given problem. Right. Murder should be one of those things. As long as there is no doubt as to who committed murder. Right. This isn't like a speeding ticket. This isn't like jaywalking. Jaywalking. Walking. (laughs) Jaywalking. It's neither of those. This is, you killed somebody. Yeah. Okay. That's unforgivable. Uh, Yeah, it is. And and I agree. Right? Unless you're a a red-nosed senator from Massachusetts who had his brother killed. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. Well, it's just that. um, We have to find a punishment for this child that will suit the crime he's committed. And that is correct for the child. Because he is underage. If he was an adult, it is clear... It is morally clear that you like, you know. Well, the morally clear answer is the Code of Hammurabi, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, you, I subscribe to the Judeo-Christian answer that is found in the Judeo-Christian Bible, which is, if you kill somebody, we're, the state has the right to take your life. If it's been proven, okay. if it's proven without a doubt that you're the one who killed somebody else, your life is forfeit. Okay, which is tantamount in this case to eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Tooth, right. So. But that has been the law that our law is based on. Okay. Um, so. But he would fall under Arizona uh, jurisdiction, which it's legal to execute. Right, but again, it's not legal in Arizona to execute a minor. Which he is definitely considered a minor. Um, And the youngest I've heard anybody being tried as an adult is 12. Um, It's sort of like, what, an 8-year-old is... Does that put you in 3rd grade? No, 2nd grade? You know. Maybe 3rd, yeah. 2nd or 3rd grade? I mean, that's really... you know, so you know, I don't know too many third graders that know the consequences of their actions. <laughs> now, granted, they're going to have some serious consequences come down. Yeah. Well, what what would be the proper punishment? I mean, at least morally, I mean, would you give them a timeout? <laughs> well, I think the, the the there is a system that uh, almost every state has a reform school for boys. A reform school for children who commit crimes. Yeah. That's where the proper punishment 
you go to the reform school until you're 18. Automatically. Yeah. Um, can you can name remember. anybody who has come out of a reform school or juvenile service as a success? Um, reform school... I can name some out of a juvenile service that they did something uh, before they got to reform school that they succeeded in turning the kid around. But I know of none that went to reform school. I don't know anybody who went to reform school at all. Okay, I don't either, but... So I, I ha- and I and, and I, it's I unknown to me is I don't know the results of reform school. Um, well, there exists some jaded optimism out there. I think that seems to think, well, you know, you can correct people, you can fix their problem, you can make them into a upstanding person given the right kind of um, support and help. Uh, I wasn't going to say, I was going to say the right kind of incarceration. Um, but I don't think this is actually true. I think it's a delusion. I actually, in some ways, agree with you. I do believe that if you can head off a person before a certain stage is reached, that yeah. you can actually help and turn around a certain amount of those people. Well, short of time travel, I don't think there's any way that you can help this eight-year-old. No, I think this eight-year-old has just hosed his life, and he's going. He he's got to be incarcerated in a reform school till he's eighteen automatically. And honestly, I think that'll just destroy his life, and he he will be. He's made his choice. He's going now, to suffer you know, with this for a long time. This is one of these rare times, and I'm going to say this in extreme candor. Right. Okay. That I would almost believe some of the liberal point of view or views mm-hmm. where animal rights should be treated with higher regard than people's. Because I will never we, agree with you on there. We, <laughs> we, can, we can put down a dog for biting a kid. True. Yet, we can't kill a kid for committing two homicides. True, but I, I feel that that's because we value the life of the child over the life of the dog. Well, I understand that, but I don't think the majority of people out there think that way. I, I think the majority of people out there have a higher regard for the life of a dog than they do for a kid. I agree. I, I actually, in their actions, kind of prove that they have a higher regard for a dog than they would the, this kid. I think yeah. it, it's a sad statement on who they are that they that you wouldn't try to save this child from the misery that is going to beset him. I believe in punishment, you know, for the crime that he's committed. But the kid is worth more than a dog. I can get more work out of him. Um, and, but this kid needs to be punished in some manner of fact. Well, if you can claim that this kid needs to be punished, yes. and yet you can also claim 
he may not have the cognitive abilities to understand what he did, then he probably doesn't have the cognitive abilities to understand the punishment either. Right, but you still punish a child who does wrong, though he doesn't understand what he did wrong? Yeah, but you don't punish a child for ten years. Right, but they, you punish the child in respect to the amount of wrong he's done. You yeah. have to understand that you have to send a message not only to the child but to the population. He needs to be made, he needs to be treated with the justice of the law, which is you commit a crime such as murder. I don't care whether you realize it or not, you're going to be punished. And you are going to be, your freedoms are going to be taken away from you because you cannot handle them. Now, does any of this change if they find out that he was abused? No. And no. it should not. I don't care if he was abused. You, you commit murder, there are ways out of abuse other than murder. Uh, so, him... You've got to sure. understand, you're trying to rationalize for an eight-year-old. Like I said, there is no way to rationalize for an eight-year-old. Um, and this is an irrational crime. Uh, but as far as the law is concerned, he has to be held accountable for his actions. So and, we disagree on how? Well, I don't believe execution is in order for the child, but I do believe that he should be incarcerated. And so I guess it's the level of punishment. Now, if he were 12, uh, warm up the electric chair because he needs to go to it. Well, they don't do electric chair executions there in Arizona anymore. Do they do hanging? No. Because no, I'd like to see a hanging judge. They don't were... use guillotines. They don't use um, stock anymore. They don't do stockades. What about firing squad? No, no, they don't do that either. They've just got the, the needle. They've okay. got the injections. No, no, no drinking, drinking poison. Uh, <laughs> no crucifixion. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I agree that if he were 12, I would have a totally different stance on this and I would try him as an adult. Why should it make a difference? Um, I do actually believe those four years make a tremendous amount of difference in the amount of thinking and understanding that the child has. People don't have developed brains until they're like 22. Right, but a 12-year-old knows enough that murder is a capital crime. Oh, and, so you're uh, saying ignorance of the law is no excuse. Right. <laughs> you know that it's a capital crime. You should be held to the fact that it is a capital crime. If you understand that it is a capital crime and that somebody who commits murder shall be tried and shall be found, and if, if they are found guilty, shall be executed, that's, enough, that's the level of understanding that you need to have, and a 12-year-old yeah. has that. Yeah, I, you wouldn't feel the same way if someone were to break into your home and you were to shoot them as they were trying to steal something. That's a wholly different situation. Yeah. Because if they're breaking into my home, they're, they're in the act of a crime threatening my family, and I have the complete right to defend my property. 
That's okay. not what we're discussing. We're, I'm not discussing that point of the law. I'm discussing well, the finer no, no. point of the law. <laughs> now, wait a minute here, though. You you went and said... Uh, I don't care how, how old the kid is, either. No, wait, you were saying that, you know, if, if that kid was being abused and he went and killed his father and the other guy or whatever, that... You you would have no uh, sympathy for him effectively, and that you would want him to serve the time for committing murder. Right. But if the father were in the act of attempting to abuse him, how is that any different? Okay, I can see your point there. If he was in the act of abusing him, yeah. When the child murdered him, that's self-defense. Okay. I don't know all of the details of the story. If Nor the child, because they if, withhold the information because he's a minor. Okay, now that that you bring up a good point, I agree with you there. If the child was being abused or just got out of a session where he was being abused, and went and got a gun and and took boom, matters boom. into his own hands, yeah, especially if he was being sexually abused. Um, they got what they deserved, and the child should be like, should be freed on, on the case that it was self-defense. Okay. And under under the understanding and the guise that I would definitely, I think, in a in a court way, would want him monitored by psychological therapy. Yeah. Um, because I think he need he he needs it. But, yeah, I would say so. That would be court ordered. I, I think I think in this situation, court-ordered psychotherapy would be what is needed in this situation, and confinement yep. not what is needed. I think if he just did it because the father was trying to be, you know, harsh discipline, but when it comes down to being abusive to the child, I I can definitely see where that is an appropriate and right reaction to the abuse that you go and blow him away um that is a wholly different matter i think in that case i find that the child did the right you know did what again we see a child's intellect not understanding all of his options but understanding one of them will stop the abuse and one of them is blowing them away um and getting out of the abuse was all that that child could think of then the child, it, then I agree the child was doing what was in the best, you know, was what I consider self-defense. Right. Um, and under the law, self-defense, uh, you know, require, you know, means that he, he was legally entitled to shooting them. Yeah. Um, now I do think that no matter what, psychotherapy is needed for this kid because... Anybody who's been through that kind of trauma needs it. Yeah. Um, especially an eight-year-old, and that's where I think the juvenile court has a little more control over a situation than an adult court would in this type of situation, um, where their judgments can come... The, the judges have a little more flexibility in their judgments on what is the best for the child. Um and making sure that the child is to be reformed, you know, to making sure the child doesn't continue to see murder as an acceptable thing. Um, 
because of his but, lack of understanding. But we need to see how it turns out. I mean, yeah, and yet you know, somewhat decisive at least, hopefully. Um, yeah, I agree. I think, and I, and it would be nice to hear some more of the facts of the case before we try to sit down and make a judgment. Because I think you know we've come up with a whole list of different possible outcomes based on uh based on just the facts of the case yeah um that you know or what is it you know is it a question of self defense or well, i think it, it also brings up the issue of you know both rights and liberties and how how far we extend them despite the fact that we do have a very um ageism based society well in this case i think the ageism is not a discriminatory thing i think it's a inappropriate thing to s- that this kid is being judged as a juvenile and not an adult well, i guess that's it i mean how do we decide to treat him because he's eight is is a special you know almost prejudice right but i think it is a, is an appropriate prejudice given the circumstances no matter what an eight-year-old shouldn't be tri- shouldn't be held to the same standard a 20-year-old should, you know, or even a 25-year-old should be. Now, if this were in Massachusetts, you'd look at it and say, well, you know, oh, the parents, they were negligent. Oh, you know, they had it coming, maybe, or... You know, I think this is the one area where Massachusetts and even Arizona treat the law pretty much the same. Yeah. I think the interpretation of juvenile law in this type of environment, I think both states are would come up with pretty much the same results given the same set of facts. And that's kind of one of the rare times that I think you see, I don't care what state you're in, depending, you know, I mean, other than some of the circumstances, I think you're going to see the child would have the same, the same things, the same results, no matter what court he was in. I think there's pretty much a fairly straightforward agreement on what to do uh, comparatively. No matter how it turns out, he'll probably be a ward of the state. Oh, I... Until he's 18, I think he's going to be a ward of the state no matter whatever whatever it is, in some form form or fashion. Um, And I still... uh, There's another question out here about this case that I kind of since I don't know much about the case, where's the mother in all of this? That's a good question. Was it listed in the articles you've read? or? I don't believe so. So They that's... did make mention of, uh, apparently, the, the mother wanted the kid to have a BB gun and not a shotgun, but they didn't say much else. <laughs> well, that's interesting. <laughs> but what is the mother? You know, where is the mother in all of this, and what's her role? Um, are they are they divorced? Or are they not? You know, there uh, there's a lot of questions that are still left to be answered in my mind. Um, wouldn't you agree? I mean, I think there's a lot of questions I'd like to see around it to see what caused this kid to get out the shotgun and start shooting. Well, I guess the kid knew how to how to hunt. Maybe the father and his friend were dressing up like deer. Or, or some other animals. I do not know. It was close enough to Halloween that it, 
Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I mean, would the father and the friend be doing some uh, act? Were they involved in some sort of act that made them look like or act like they were animals in the woods? I do not know. Um, that could also be very, and the child confused it. Uh, these are all very, when you unravel the case, I think there is a lot here to, that we can ask. Well, we can go down a lot of paths if we want there's to. There's plenty to ask, but there, there's a court order preventing the police from discussing the case. And right. obviously, because he's a minor, they won't say anything. Yeah. And that would be the case in any state in the union. So again, we are, I think we're left with the pretty much the impression. The impression I have is that when dealing with minors, most almost all states deal with them pretty much equally. Um, some states, the only difference between states is what who do they interpret as a minor versus an adult. And, you know, I always have to wonder why someone comes along and just says. You know, something like, well, he was always a quiet boy, or he was always polite and nice, and a very good-humored, or, you know, all all these, you know, lovely things. They, right. they always seem to bring out all these lovely things about the worst offenders. Yeah. <laughs> I know they do. They always do. Well, he was a quiet boy. Yeah. Then why was he a serial killer, eating people's, <laughs> eating people's Brain. parts, eating people's brains in his freezer? You know, <laughs> uh, people in their free in his freezer. Well, he was a quiet boy. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But oh. apparently, the the most recent news says that. He planned and methodically carried out the killings and confessed. And confessed. So, again, that that definitely shows a child's thinking that he was methodical about it, but he confessed to it immediately. But you you wonder if that's an act of bragging? Again, would be a child's thinking, not an adult's thinking. Um, A child can plan it, but... Does he understand the consequences of his actions by just readily confessing it? He probably was thinking he did a good job at doing it, you know? Yep. The under level of understanding isn't there. <laughs> um, and that's why he should be treated as a minor. Oh. I don't know. I think we've kind of killed this... <laughs> Oh, not to be joking, but killed this topic for tonight without more information. A double homicide on this topic. Yeah, I think we're about yeah. to commit a homicide on this topic. <laughs> about double homicide. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to comment on this podcast, please email us at podcast at lordclark.com. Thank you.